0: Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself. I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, everybody. Welcome on in. It is... JJ
1: and Alex, ninety-seven-five, DKSL Sports Zone. I don't know. I mean, with an hour-long show here, we got you. We're getting you ready for the Jazz and the Magic in Orlando. Pre-game starts at four o'clock here, Mountain Time, which means that, of course, uh, we got. I don't know if that means JJ. We just have to uh, talk faster. Is that in your wheelhouse? Can you? Can you do that whole thing? You want to just you want me to go other? auctioneer right now? Yeah. Is that what you want me wanna to do? I want to go. You know when you watch, you know when you listen to podcasts, you listen to it in one and a half speed. Let's <laughs> let's figure that out. I don't think that's a good thing for me to do. <laughs> so
2: probably not smart. I I I struggle to put my words together as is. So we're gonna have to settle for uh, regular speed. Regular speaking speed. of speed though, Alex. uh Oh. This could go. Uh, is this is going to go. A Florida man. A Florida man was. Uh- <laughs> well, <laughs> we should spend the whole hour just doing Florida man jokes. Yes,
0: dude. <laughs> we are.
2: It's, plus, the closest I'm going to get to Disney World ever is watching the Jazz play uh, the Magic in Orlando. Yeah, event.
1: out of out of uh, not because you don't want to, or not because no. not because you can't, because you will not. You just do not want to. And I'm telling you, right. you do not want to. Now I exactly don't know if
2: right. Jeremy needs to play the breaking news sounder here. I don't oh. know. Let's fire it up here. What do you have? Okay, let's go. From the Florida Man desk, what do we have here, JJ? <laughs> Not quite Florida Man, unless Chop Robinson Uh-oh. is from Florida. Yes, Chop Robinson is a defensive lineman for Penn State. I just watched Chop Robinson, a defensive lineman, run a 4-4-9-40 at the NFL Combine. 4-4-9 for defensive lineman Chop Robinson.
1: If your name's Chop, you got to do something. You got to – You got you got to do something special. Let's get is it this going. Is nickname Pork? Uh, I will not. I Listen, it's going to be all the things, especially if you run a – is that a record for the D-lineman then? I have no idea.
2: We need our crack uh, research staff to go look that up right uh, now, I did but, a little Googling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the well, fastest – Sam Farnsworth should be back to us here in a moment. <laughs> but uh,
1: 4 4 nine from a D-lineman has got to be close. Uh, well, it's it certainly is is one of those things. I'm trying to think of. I'm looking at all the different records for all the different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Right now, it just wants to show me all of the. It just wants to. Okay, here we go. No, so these are just still all. These are all. These are all just like overall forty yard dashes. I don't want that. Show me the Do fat you want guys. End? Okay, no, is he a D tackle? He's a DL, D yes. lineman. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, Jeremy's gonna effort. We'll figure that thing out. We're gonna and look. If it's going to happen at the combine and a guy named Chop is going to do it, we're going to be there for you. So, but like I said, we've got a shortish show, short tur, short short show because of the Jazz versus the Orlando Magic. We're going to get into that. Hey, I was looking at the Utah State schedule. Let me throw something at you here. JJ, you ready for this? Yes. I've got a prediction. Okay? Aggies go. Aggies go. Uh cuz I don't know what their quarterback situation is. Do you know what they? I don't think they know what their quarterback situation is because they have no. Seven it's wide open. Right yes, it's wide
2: open. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Cooper Ligas is back. They got the transfer from Iowa, who's a veteran, uh, established guy who's played in the Big Ten and had success. Right. He's used there. to not
1: scoring any points. Perfect. Yeah. Right.
2: I, I think that uh, Hillstead's probably. I think they'd like to redshirt him, and then obviously they've got Bryson Barnes. So that's. Look, I don't know who's going to start. I don't know how that's going to go. All I do know, Alex, is they have guys. So hopefully, they should find somebody out there. Whether it's uh, the two guys from Utah or Spencer Petrus, they'll find a guy out there that can play. Yeah. Uh, the good thing, the good news is with that quarterback position, is all those guys have experience. Even Hillstead uh, played a good amount last year, so I think they'll be okay at quarterback. It's the, you know that, and I think you're right. You're you're onto something there. Their quarterback uh, performance could determine just how good they are because. The Aggie schedule is brutal. It is hard.
1: Well, and on top of on top of uh, th- the schedule is tough, and 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 with it being rolled out today, I had a thought on here. Uh, so they're going to host Robert Morris right out of the gate. Now, U- Utah State has not. They started. They've been starting slow, right? Hasn't it felt like they've been starting slow? Is that is that just in they my did head? Last Was year, it, last, they did last had year had really rough first quarters. So they have to go to Temple to play at Temple uh that's kind of cool because they're at lincoln financial field that's kind of fun A little nfl uh you know venue that's the fourth game of the season they go robert morris usc utah that utah game of course is uh up there at maverick stadium they go to temple this Tem- temple's an fc an fbs team gosh i think they still are yeah where have i been i don't Jeez. even i couldn't even tell you what conference they're in though american aac are they, they got it they got into the AAC I guess so. that? Hey, if you have, well, if you have fifty bucks laying around, you can buy Way into the AC pretty well. Yeah. So <laughs> somebody wrote a check. Okay, huh? here's my prediction. Here's my bold prediction for and it's probably stupid. Bold and stupid prediction. I'll throw it in there. Uh I'm gonna say that the Aggies shock everybody, and they what am I about to say? Not that they beat Utah at Maverick Stadium. They're gonna upset USC in week two, down at the Coliseum. Whoa. Mark it down. Whoa. Mark it down. What does USC have? They typically have. They typically have good athletes. I'll tell you what they don't have anymore is Caleb Williams, and I think that good quarterback or that de- that guy who we didn't even know his name playing in the bowl game, he already transferred out, didn't he? I have. No they've idea. got like they've got like they've got all sorts of issues. They
0: brought in the UNLV quarterback.
1: Okay, they My brought My in the UNLV quarterback. He's pretty good, but I'm gonna go. I mean, it's a did tough get schedule. My- I didn't even notice that. Yes, yeah. they did. Um, he went to, like, four different schools. So that's what I say. <laughs> he was in Georgia <laughs> we kept for a minute. Here. Hey, he's transferring
2: to where? Yeah, Georgia? Man. Yeah, Why not? Around.
1: I know that people were wondering if he's going to go to BYU at one point because, like, that was – they were like, ah, oh, he transfers out. I uh, know. <laughs> <anyway. laughs> Anytime any, any quarterback pops up, BYU fans are all – now, I'd be okay with them getting that guy. You're like, oh, appreciate it, man. Yeah, just throw a name out there. Yeah, I'm glad we got him. <laughs> uh, but they go to Washington State because, obviously, that's like a – Quasi conference game now this year. Uh, they at least have Hawaii here at home, but, but it's going to be a tough schedule. They're going to Boise. Um, they're going to Wyoming. They're going to Wazoo. They're going to Colorado State at the, end of the, at the end of the season. But again, at SC and then hosting Utah at home. So your one home or one of your home games is your most difficult opponent all year. So uh, I don't. I don't. That's a tough one for the Aggies. It's going to be a tough. But I. I'm going to say I'm going to give you hope they're going to go 7 and 5 but they're going to beat USC down at the coliseum. Mark it down. Wow. That's C. my that's my bold prediction cuz I don't know what USC's bringing to the table and I feel like Utah State is going to show up. I mean, it's not like the look, USC's not Alabama. USC's not going out in Alabama. And I know Scotty G will go, "No, nah, man, no, no, no. You can't you can't you can't saddle them with that type of pressure." Yeah, man, I'm all about it. I, it is half me wanting to see the Aggies win and it's half me wanting to see USC get embarrassed. So it comes from a good place. It comes from a a genuine place. wanting to see that game happen. All right. Uh, My heavens. So you have that. From the college football side of things, BYU starting up their spring practices, their spring camp. You call it spring? Spring football. That's all you need to know. Spring football starting up today down in Provo. And because of our short show, we're not going to get sound from there until tomorrow. But you're going to be able to hear that across uh, the entire station. We will keep you up to date. Uh, Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte, all of our – uh, BYU Insiders for KSLSports.com are going to be down there, getting as much sound as they can, and the availability that they have with uh, players and, and some observation. Off the bat, though, JJ, it's going to be weird because you have these quarterback. This quarterback battle has already been going on behind the closed doors, right? But now it starts to get out in the open. Observation time, while it's only twenty minutes, you know, during the day, and they're usually like running wind sprints. You don't see much, but there is stuff that starts to trickle out here. Is there anything that happens in spring where you where you could kind of carry that into fall? Does the quarterback battle ever get decided in the spring?
2: I don't think it gets decided in the spring. I don't know that you could make that unless one of these guys is just able to separate themselves from the others. I don't I don't see that happening. So I think that's going to go into spring. But I think that somebody could really take a jump forward. Uh, is it Gary Bohannon, who is obviously the most experienced guy of the group? Or does Jake Retzloff, is he able to step forward and learn from the opportunity that he got last year late in the season to get some reps and get a feel for Big 12 football? So I really think it's just a matter of which guy is going to make a statement that he's going to be the man. And that, you can, that starts in spring. doesn't have to mean that you, you name that starter uh, a month from now. But it will give us a good indication of where these guys are at in their development or progress from injury in the case of Gary Bohannon. And it'll give us a better idea what they're looking for this fall. And it'll give the coaches, which is more important, a better idea. I think leaders need to step up, Alex. I think leadership is really important. And even if you don't have a guy that's able to play that's a veteran guy, I don't know the status of some of the, the – like Ben Bywater, is he still recovering? Is he going? What's his participation level on the field in spring? That's not necessarily as, as important as what role does he play this spring in helping some of these new guys – get acclimated, you're looking for guys like that to step up as leaders because you're going to need leadership in a big way this fall at the quarterback position and at many other positions to try to take that next step and become more competitive in conference play. And you've got a group of guys, Alex, who are being told already that they're not going to be good next year. Yeah. Uh, A lot of predictions are coming out. Even the Vegas odds have BYU at the bottom. And I think a lot of that has to do with the uncertainty at the quarterback position, and because there's a lot of Big 12 teams that know who their quarterback is. But I think that this team has to develop this, I don't know, us against the world mentality, which will help them bond together and come together and be more united as a team, because they're gonna have to play together and play united in the fall if they're gonna have success. And at times, Alex, last year it felt like not everybody was on the same page. I don't think there's any question about that. When you saw an offensive line, that didn't play up to their level that we expected them to play at. And, obviously, they made a change at the coach. And that's another thing, Alex. We, we have a couple new assistant coaches on the staff and specifically on the offensive line. Right. A crucial position. How up to speed do those guys get? How, how connected are they with their coach? Are they on the same page there? Or are we going to see transfers out of spring because BYU, A, doesn't feel like they've got the right guys in certain positions, or B – Guys don't feel like they are in the right position and they want to go elsewhere. There's another transfer window at the end of spring. That's welcome always fascinating. To, welcome yeah. to college football in 2024. So right. those are a few things that are on my mind, Alex, about what BYU needs to accomplish in spring football. But to, to specifically the quarterback position, no, they do not need to know who their starter is. It would be helpful, but I don't see that happening with the group they have, but they need to have a pretty good idea of who's stepping up and who's set themselves apart in some way whether it's one two or three guys
1: well i'm excited about it because there is you know there's always some hope in spring right and i do warn people i think you know from the i you know 17 18 years ago when i started covering the team i think that you started to go oh man spring football's popping up watch out this you're going to see some real battles here and the, the reality is is you don't get as much out of spring as you think you're going to the coaches absolutely do though so don't don't short yourself on that. The coaches sit down with guys at the end of everything, and they go, hey, listen, uh, you, we lo- we've loved you in the program, man. Like, It's not working out. Like, I'll write a, a recommendation for you to go somewhere else. They're going to have those conversations. Spring is one of those difficult conversations that you end up having. But I do love the two transfer portal windows because last year – you know, at this time, I think we had already gotten the news that BYU was going to get uh, Keaton Slovis, right? Uh, the transfer news had already happened with that, and so you got a full spring with him, right? And so you got to see that. But all that did was get people in the <laughs> already thinking that they that he was further down the road than he actually was in terms of development, at least in BYU and in, in Aaron Roderick's program. And I, he just really wasn't. So we can convince ourselves that the stuff that happens in the spring is really really important and it's somewhere in between like there are there are guys who start to show up and they kind of highlight their name but it's really fall camp when they make their their real jump there so we'll have our eyes on that one and we'll make sure that we keep you up to date on that but of course it is a jazz game day and we're walking you up to jazz coverage it's a little late here but let's jump into the cut might as well
0: it's time for the biggest story of the day This is what made the cut with J.J. and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
1: All right. Our program is always brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G Bar, perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. And uh, also Trajan Wealth, T-R-A-J-A-N Wealth.com. We have our Hercules Hero of the Week that's going to be coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Your nominations coming in, and we have one for this week. Somebody who's going to win that 50 bucks from Hercules Credit Union for being a youth sports volunteer in your community that's making a difference. So we'll do that at the bottom here. Uh, I do, by the way, have a few Florida man up. I have a, a couple of Florida man uh, uh, actual headlines from today. Okay? Just today. Just today. Okay. Florida man pleads guilty to smuggling turtles into Germany and Hong Kong. So there's that. Give him the death penalty. Him, you got to come down hard on that guy. Yeah. Uh, Florida man steals plane, crashes it according to deputies, uh, on the runway. Uh, when asked, the man said, <laughs> when asked, the man said, it's my first time trying to fly. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> At least you didn't get up in the air. He's not dead. So that, I mean, it could, oh, could be a lot worse. Uh, drunk Florida man beats up neighbors, breaks glass of neighbors, cuts self, then assaults EMS and police who are trying to help him. So no meth involved in that, I'm sure, right? No. So That test was clean. We get you ready for uh, for... The Jazz versus the Orlando Magic. I don't know about this Orlando Magic team. Are they ones that they're ahead of schedule, right, when it comes to some of their development? Although, is it really when they've been drafting dudes and getting early draft picks for kind of a long time, not the least of which is the latest? Was that uh, was he number one overall last year? Yeah, uh, or two years ago? Paolo Manquero, who's listed as questionable still. So game time decision now. He's been upgraded to game time decision. And he wasn't shoot around, so I would imagine that we'd probably see him tonight, JJ. But have you been pretty surprised how this Orlando Magic team has has jumped ahead a little bit in the East? And they're sitting at eight right now, but they were six, I think, yesterday or two days ago. Like, it's a really, really tight uh, tight race in the East, and the Magic do not want to be in the play-in. They're fighting for winning games, and it doesn't feel like the Jazz necessarily are right now. Yeah, I,
2: I thought the Magic would be better this year. I think they're better than I thought. Uh, like you said, they've been as high as six in the East right now in eighth. Good chance they make the playoffs this year. 33-26 and 26 is a really good record. But you just never expect the Orlando Magic to do anything because historically they haven't. You look back at uh, recent history, they've missed the playoffs. Nine of the last 13 seasons. And you think it's been tough as was a Jazz fan the last couple of years. Imagine having to live through that. And they haven't won a playoff series since 2010 when Dwight Howard was their star, and Dwight Howard was a star in the NBA. That was 14 years ago. So this franchise has been long-suffering. They haven't enjoyed success. They've been in the lottery for over a decade, and they haven't had much success in the lottery with a few exceptions. And now you're looking at their roster having been in the lottery for a few years, and they're starting to show the fruits of that, and it's taken a while. Uh, you look at Franz Wagner, who's a very interesting player, 22 years old out of Michigan.
1: Lottery six, guy also. I think he was at, yes. a number eight pick overall, probably. Yes. 6'10", like
2: 220. I mean, he's he he's not the typical guy you see uh, that's 6'10", because he can do stuff that guards do, and which is obviously becoming the norm in the NBA. But you think about it, a guy that's 6'10", that can play like a point guard, uh, that's, that's, that's where the NBA's going. <laughs> it's all about length. And uh, athleticism and skill, and he has the combination of all three, and he's playing really good basketball. Uh, Paulo Bancaro is obviously the face of their franchise now, and he's really taken another step this year. After his rookie year last year, we remember last year he was the NBA Rookie of the Year. We followed that closely because Walker Kessler was having such a great year. But now Paulo bancaro has gone from Rookie of the Year to All-Star, and he's becoming one of the best young players in this league. And I hope we get to see him tonight because – you know, we're not as, as worried about what the standings say with Utah Jazz as some other teams might be where they want to take advantage of that missing player. We want to see the best players in 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 the league, and I want to see the Jazz play against Paulo Banquero. I want to watch him play against this Jazz team Right. because he's one of the best young players. I don't want to miss that just because he's six, so hopefully he can play so that we get to watch one of the best, but uh, you look at this roster, the way it's built, and They're starting to come together. They've got some nice pieces with Banquero and Wagner. Cole Anthony is an underrated player at the point guard position. Uh, He gives them good minutes. Uh, You know, Joe Ingles brings veteran uh, leadership there, I guess. Maybe maybe I'm being a little too – giving him a little bit too much credit there. (laughs) Just giving Joe a hard time. But uh, Joe is certainly giving them something uh, as well. And you're waiting for Jalen Suggs to kind of become that player we expect him, him, him to be coming out of Gonzaga, Gonzaga yeah. as mm-hmm. one of those uh, NCAA tournament heroes. So the talent is there. There's young talent there. It's just taken so long for them to get to this point where they can be competitive, but this year looks like they can make the playoffs. And, you know, from here, it's all only up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just forever. The magic have been mediocre. And so it's hard to take them seriously, but this is a year where you have to.
1: Well, uh, Bancaro, by the way doesn't just lead the team in scoring but he also leads the team in rebounds and also in assists when you have the uh, triple crown for your own team you're not that bad although Locke will tell you he's not one of the more and and this is a, a space that, that David Locke loves to live in and it's and it's it goes it obviously makes a difference he's not super efficient right I mean he's just one of these guys yeah. that efficiency numbers don't don't love him but he is definitely a playmaker you can't deny that he's a th- 23 almost seven and five and a half assists a game. So you got 22 and a half points a game, uh, seven rebounds a game and, and almost six uh, assists a game. That's crazy, right? And so that's he's a really, really good player and we just don't know if he's going to be playing or not yet. So that will make a difference. But at the same time, the Jazz have lost six out of the last seven. They are now a full four games behind the Lakers for that 10th spot for the play-in and the playoffs. So uh, it's not looking great. Uh, running down four wins, as the season goes on it just gets harder and harder to do uh not just four wins i'm saying four games in the column in the in the west in the standings it's really really hard to run down so
2: especially with their difficult schedule alex oh i believe they have the toughest i believe they have the toughest remaining schedule in the nba uh if not it's it's towards the top at this point so uh catching the lakers slash warriors for that 10th spot I i just doesn't seem reality and if that's what you're cheering for as a fan, you're going to be let down because I don't think they have enough to climb up there. Uh, you're, you're, we're, we're going to be talking more about whether or not they convey the pick and and how, how much development we see out of these players. That's going to be the story as we move forward, and that's certainly the story tonight as we watch this game, Alex, as we continue to watch the development of these young players. Uh, can they take another step? I mean, and we're not expecting big steps each and every game, but you want to see little things along the way that give you an indication that these are guys that the Jazz can invest in uh, long term moving forward.
1: All right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll uh, have JJ answer some questions too about this Jazz team when it comes to the development of some of these younger guys. Your Taylor Hendrix's is your Walker Kessler's, is at all. We want to kind of know where they're at. I want to see development wise what the next step is for a guy like Taylor Hendrix who's going to obviously getting a lot more minutes and getting uh, some starts here and there. So we'll we'll jump in there, and I want to know kind of who some of these guys are on, on J.J.'s list as well because it's going to be uh, a big one for the Jazz down in Orlando. You're getting started in just about 30 minutes here. Uh, but, again, how, how are they going to react to the last seven games? They've lost six of those, and they're well out of the, of the of that playoff race right now. So we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date with that. All right, Hans and Scotty, by the way, tomorrow we're going to be at spa Truve in Orem, located at 295 East University Parkway. Stop in, say hello to those guys. They're going to be there from noon to 3. Hans and Scotty down at spa Truve. I'm assuming getting facelifts. Is that what's going on? Are we giving them? Is we, right. Hey, they 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 got to they got to talk the talk. They got to get the they got to get the Botox. Let's go. I want to see expressionless faces in here on fr- on uh, on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I show up? Yeah, yes, can we I'm a all? TV guy. I need yes. some of that. Can we all get this? All right, I we'll, could use a makeover. We'll uh, we'll come back. We've got more to go around the corner. More jazz talk as we get you ready for the Jazz and Magic. Uh, magic coming up at uh, four o'clock is going to be your uh, pregame. So stay right here, 97.5, five, the KSL Sports Zone.
0: Home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on The Zone. This is J.J. and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. It is J.J. and Alex, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Lots to cover in just uh, the next 30 minutes here as we get you ready for the Jazz versus the Magic. Pre-half and post-game, of course, hosted by Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe. Get that right here on the home of the Utah Jazz, but also, uh, of course, the call with uh, David uh, with uh, David Locke and, uh, and old and old Ron Boone, the Booner. All right, so here's what we got here. There's so many things for me to jump into here. I do have some questions, though. When it comes to this Jazz team... And Jeremiah, you're gonna have to be the guy who I'm gonna lean on this because I have a hard time. I, you know how short-sighted I am. You know how low self-esteem my low self-esteem my uh, sports fandom is. I'm here to lift you up, Alex. Yes, I just don't look. I just act, like I said, I have very very, I, I'm I'm short-sighted, but at the same, I just don't have the same hope that a lot of other people do. And when you tell me, hey, let's get ready for contention in 2028, I can't, you know. If we have a, a Major League Baseball team uh, rolling up a couple of years after that, I'm more excited about that than I am about, you know, the Jazz maybe being good enough, you know, in those in that time frame. So when it comes down to it, you've got a handful of things that I've got to try to figure out with this Jazz team, win, lose, or draw over the next uh, 22 games, all right? What is it about Taylor Hendricks that you feel like the Jazz are really going to be super excited about over the next – 22 games plus going into next season.
2: I think it's easy to watch him and look at him and you see the athleticism, you see the length, you see what the potential is. It's 6'9", with that wingspan and with his bunnies and what what, what what he could do on the court. What I really like, what I'm seeing so far, is a willingness to do the hard things, play defense. Uh, the Jazz needed somebody to guard Victor Wimbenyama on Sunday. Guess who stepped up and did it? Mm. it. As a rookie, Taylor Hendricks, you're 6-9. You got to go guard 74 Victor Wimbenyama who can who has point guard skills at that size. Uh, we've never seen somebody like Victor Wimbenyama and you say, "Hey Taylor, go get him." And you know what? He did a pretty good job. He did a really good job defending yeah. him. Did he stop him? Did he shut him down? No. No one's going to shut down Victor Wimbenyama. But Taylor Hendricks really got into him. He took the challenge. And went with it and that shows me that he has a willingness to do it to play defense which is what you need in the NBA to separate uh, yourself as as a player I mean there's a lot of guys that his athleticism and size what are you gonna do to take things to the next level what are you gonna do to help your team win games are you willing to make a sacrifice here and there to help your team win a game and I thought he was great in that game so the fact that he could step out and defend a player that much bigger than him and have success doing it gives me a, a lot to be excited about with him and his potential. I, there's just so much untapped there, you see. So when you have something positive like that happening, you're like, okay, there's that. That's awesome, and that's how you the approach you have to have with these players because Taylor Hendricks isn't going to come out and go 20 and 10 every night. He's not going to go three of six from three. At least we haven't seen that yet. Right, he's struggling from the three-point line. You expect that some bo- at some point he could be between a 35 and 40 percent three-point shooter, because I think he has that potential. But right now, you want baby steps, and I saw baby steps on Sunday. So there's a lot to be excited there. But that willingness to defend and get your get your hands dirty—that's what I really like so far.
1: So there's not the idea of man, I'm not seeing it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know no. it's early. I know it's early. Not me. Right. There's obviously there's obviously something that the jazz see and, and the athleticism is hard to deny. Right. When you start when you start looking at at, at uh, a guy like Taylor Hendricks and the stuff he can do and you go, oh, yeah, 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 there's something there. There's something to be developed there. And well, let's talk about a guy who's in his second year who we were super excited about at this time. And this is something that actually Ben Anderson, if you go to his if you go to the uh, if you go to the uh, to cancel and check out Ben's article they do their mailbag uh for jazz notes and one of the things that he actually brought up or somebody brought up was is walker kessler not good right now is he not good this year has he gotten worse and ben was like not really the numbers are about the same maybe just there's a little bit of a dip but i think we all could look around and go there has been some injury stuff we haven't seen him at 100 percent i guess the entire year but i think we were so much more excited about walker kessler what is what's the reality about walker kessler versus what people are kind of maybe groaning about
2: yeah, I, I, I'm I, still high on Walker. Uh, I'm not worried. I would tell everybody, don't worry about it. He'll be fine. Uh, keep in mind, this is a guy that was picked 22nd in the first round in 2022. He was essentially a throw-in in the Rudy Gobert deal, um, and he certainly didn't play like a throw-in year one, and he, he shocked a lot of us with how good he played as a rookie, and you're looking at this guy that's seven feet tall and has that athleticism and has the ability to do different things on both ends of the floor and he got really excited about it and that's and that's great I, I think that the number difference is not significant as ben points out that's certainly the truth i think the advanced analytics there's a bigger difference there than there is with his just traditional statistics but th- this there's reasons for that i think and if you look back on the season we remember he was very busy in the offseason right he played with usa basketball that was a difficult experience for him i don't think he played as much as he would have liked, and I think it was – maybe didn't go the way he wanted. But he's playing basketball right before the season. And so that was a lot to ask of him in his schedule as a young player to be doing that. It's great that he had that experience, but then he's been playing basketball at a high level a lot longer than everybody else this season. And then he comes in, he gets injured game one. Uh, has an elbow injury that kind of sets him back a little bit. And then when he comes back, is he a starter? Is he coming off the bench? And, Alex, how many, how many different times has his role been changed this year from starter to playing off the bench? It's hard to find consistency when your role has changed so much, and then it's changed recently. You also have to keep in mind that John Collins came aboard this year, and essentially John Collins is a small ball five. And so Walker's had to make an adjustment with who he's playing with. So And and I think the rotation is adjusted with that, and Will Hardy's had to make adjustments with that. So my point being is there's a lot of things going on around Walker Kessler and to Walker Kessler this season that he wasn't dealing with last season as a rookie, and I think there needs to be some patience here and an understanding here about what the circumstances were this year. Now, if he comes in next year with a full-off season, uh, a year older at age 23, the third year in the league, and you see another slip, then you might start to be more concerned. But if you take into consideration everything that happened this season, I think it's understandable why Walker Kessler didn't take another leap this year. And we'll see in the offseason if he's able to do that uh, with some different circumstances and if he's healthy next season. Well, I – did,
1: did I resolve your concerns there? No, not – I mean, kind of. Because I think that what's happening, and, and you told me too – help me understand because this is something that happens obviously every year you have to if you're in a quote unquote rebuild then you have this moment where you know your team's not doing well but that's part of the plan but that's not really how i just there are these young guys that you're asking to be positive night to night to learn how to be pros and that just seems like such a odd thing for them to get used to they don't get used to it and obviously you know will hardy does not ask them to be used to it but I just think that there's some there's confidence stuff that could that I get worried about that happens with 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 years like this. Is that is that uh, too crazy of me to think that, or I, I would just assume these these younger guys would be really really. I mean, it'd be it, I'm nervous for them because if they get used to losing, that's the thing they don't want them to get used to losing. You've heard Will Hardy say that a bunch of times this year, but it's hard not to when they're kind of losing a lot.
2: Well, that brings up a culture discussion, Alex. Do you feel like the culture, even though this team's not winning at the clip that would get them in the playoffs. Do you still think that this franchise and from the top down is still developing and instilling a winning culture with this young team while they're struggling? Do you see that? Yeah,
1: I don't know. I, Cause I don't know what the lock. I don't That's know what's fair. going on in the locker so room. So you say, I right? don't know.
2: I don't know. Right. So that is fair. Okay. I don't know. Well, if a player like Walker Kessler has a tough season, where he didn't meet his expectations, this is the challenge for him as a professional basketball player, and this is how you get better as a player, is you've got to have the mental toughness to overcome that and battle through some dips in confidence and keep working. And I think that's the challenge, is the, is, is, and that's where these young players will define their career, is they're going to have ups and downs. Keontae George is going to have ups and downs. How do these guys work through the struggles? How do they overcome the struggles to take things to another level? That's going to define their career. That's going to determine how quickly they develop into the NBA player they can become. And if Walker Kessler is not able to do that, then hes it's not going to work out for him in the NBA long term. It's not going to work out with the Utah Jazz. So these players are going to have to figure that out. And, Alex, it's fair because not every player does. We just talked about the Orlando Magic. How many players with the Orlando Magic have never been able to figure it out over the past decade and they end up somewhere else? And it doesn't work out. They take they take a flyer on a number one pick and it doesn't work out. So the the Magic are a franchise that's a good example. You don't want this Jazz franchise to be in the situation the Magic are where they miss the playoffs nine out of thirteen years and they don't they go 14 years without winning a playoff series. Eventually, this group has got to grow up. Eventually all these picks have got to pay off. Eventually the Jazz have got to turn all these Assets, I hate calling people assets, but that's what they are, into a winning basketball team. All this is ne- is needing to develop, but it can't take forever. You can't be the Orlando Magic. And that's my biggest concern is how soon can we see the fruits of all of this? How soon can Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck turn these assets into wins? Yeah. All right. That's what I think every fan wants to know we don't have an answer. They don't have an answer sure. because we don't know what opportunities are going to come up. But I tell you what, if this situation becomes like a magic situation, uh, that's going to be pretty tough to keep fan interest on this club moving forward, especially if, as you mentioned at the top of this, if the MLB and NHL come to town. So that's something that this organization needs to keep in mind is the, uh, the marketplace here could change drastically in the next five to ten years. And this franchise needs to uh, have an urgency.
1: Let's get to another break. Our last one right here before we get you into ready for a pre-half or a pre-game show for the uh, for the Jazz and the Magic. This week's Hercules First uh, Federal Credit Union Hero is Brett Cragen. Uh, he's been coaching youth sports in northern Utah for twenty plus years. Mainly coaches baseball and basketball for both REC and COMP leagues in his area. Currently coaching his youngest son right now. He's always been the type of coach to get the extra or to go the extra mile for his team and to teach life lessons as well. So our congrats to Brett Cragen. Uh, you can submit your nomination and you just go to kslsports.com slash contest. You can listen every Thursday. We roll out our winner every week. And so Brett gets himself a $50 gift card courtesy of the folks at Hercules Credit Union for your Hercules Hero of the Week. kslsports.com slash contest to make your nominations. We'll come back, we'll wrap things up here, and we'll get you ready for Jazz versus the Magic next. 97 by the KSL Sports Zone. .com.
0: dive into everything Utah Jazz. It's done All season long and even in the offseason, it's Jazz Daily with JJ and Alex on your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ba, 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 ba.
1: Update to the uh, injury report for tonight's game versus the Orlando Magic for the Jazz. Walker Kessler, who was listed as questionable, now out for tonight's game. So, all that discussion, J.J., that you had about Walker, what I'm supposed to be watching tonight, it's all moot. It's all out the window. He's out. And uh, conversely, Paolo Banchero for the Orlando Magic is going to be playing. So there's And what did I
2: say about that? We want to see him play tonight. Yeah. We want to see the Jazz play the best. So, Jazz fans, you get to watch one of the best young players in the league tonight.
1: There you go. We got tickets to give away, by the way. Right now, if you're calling number 12, 801-575-ZONE, that's 801-575-ZONE. Calling number 12 gets a pair of tickets to Def Leppard at Utah First Credit Union Amphitheater on September 10th of this year. It's 801-575-ZONE. Be calling number 12 right now to get those Def Leppard tickets. Uh, all right, JJ, before we uh, wrap things up here, uh, your thoughts on this one? Now that we know the Walker Kessler's not in, you're going to see a, lot, a heavy dose of, uh, of John Collins and, and probably a lot, of ta- a lot more Taylor Hendricks than maybe even you were anticipating.
2: Yeah, we saw the Jazz really struggle on Tuesday night against the Atlanta Hawks, even without Trey Young. Now you're going to Orlando on the same trip. You're playing an even better team tonight that now has Paulo Banquero. I think the Jazz will play with a better effort, a little more intensity to try to make up for that bad performance. I don't think it's going to be enough. I think the Magic get the win tonight. Uh, but we will be fun to see Joe Ingles, and it will be fun to see Paulo Bancaro. We'll see if the Jazz can have a better effort tonight.
1: All right, there you go. We'll be uh, wrapping it up there. Join us tomorrow, by the way. We're going to be on the road. JJ and I are going to be down at the ninth annual Slorex. That's right, the Salt Lake Off Road uh, and Outdoor Expo at Mountain America Expo Center. There in Sandy, we're going to be there. All right, coming up next, uh, Tim Lacombe, the coach, and of course, Jake Scott on your Jazz pregame right here, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.